Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Saturday morning, 7 of January, 2023. I'm your host, John June, and this guy to my left, my co-host, my friend, Greg Penniman, a.k.a. G-Money. Greg, how you doing on this Saturday morning? Chilling, man. Doing all right. Doing well. Uh, week 18, wrapping all these this craziness of the NFL season up. Uh, so yeah, looking looking forward to to finding in this, these playoff matchups solidified. Yes, a very uh, important week of football weekend of football ahead of us. Um, pretty much the final uh, decisions in terms of seeding and playoffs and things like that will be will be determined. And then in your fantasy leagues, if you're playing in the Week AT Championship, your fantasy league uh, will probably be determined as well. And you know, one of the things I know we didn't talk about, Greg, was what happened to those teams that are playing the Week 18 championship. How did you proceed from Week 17 going into Week 18? That must have been a tough decision, but you know, t- uh, you know, tough circumstances to 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 try to make a decision on. But got to do what you got to do. Um, no Thursday night game for us to talk about, obviously. Uh, but there's uh, some news and some some injuries. Uh, from some of the games that we've already that we've already covered, uh, starting with the Jets and Miami game, uh, we did get confirmation that Skylar Thompson will start for the Miami Dolphins. It will not be Teddy Bridgewater. And then we also got word that Mike White is not going to play this week. Uh, turns out, you know, when we when we were discussing that game, he was downgraded from a full participant in practice to a limited participant turns out that that was with concern because he, 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 it was originally spoken. He had four fractures for now. It's like he has five broken ribs, so he's not going to play. Doesn't require surgery, but Joe Flacco is going to um, basically be the sacrificial lamb behind this. uh, What's going to be a, a, a not quite, what we call an NFL offensive line on Sunday. So start your uh, Miami defense. There should be some sacks. And uh, yeah, I I think the other injuries to cover other things to note come from these games that we haven't yet covered, Greg, unless there's something that I'm missing. Um, No, I think those are the, like the major ones, you know, impacting, I guess, play and and matchups this week. Uh, Everyone else, yeah, it's pretty much good to go. All right, yeah. So, the, yeah, and there is some stuff that we're going to discuss in some of these games, like the Arizona game, for example, um, and things like that. So, um, yeah, let's just jump right into right into it, man, starting with this first matchup here. Pulled up the wrong the wrong set of, uh, of notes, but we, we got this first matchup. Divisional matchup, NFC East matchup between the nine, six, and one New York Giants and the thirteen and three Philadelphia Eagles. This game has a forty-two and a half point total, where the Philadelphia Eagles are fourteen-point home favorites in this one. Um, now there is a chance of rain. 
Uh, when you look at that line, understand that the Giants' key starters are not expected to play in this one, uh, and not expected if to if they play at all, they're not expected to play for long. Um, for Philadelphia, we talked about the motivation that they need to, to win this game a couple of days ago when we were on here on Thursday. They they have a shot here. They basically win and they are the one seed. They have home field advantage. They secure the bye. Uh, all all that good stuff. And so, yeah, Miles Sanders, he's limited. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he's trending in the right direction. So it looks like the Eagles are finally going to get their star quarterback back. So for me, I'm going to go with the under here. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles to cover the 14. I will take the Philadelphia Eagles to win. Uh, I think, you know, obviously if Daniel Jones doesn't play, Saquon Barkley doesn't play, those are really the Giants that I'm interested in. Um, you know, I'm not going to be interested in, in Giants pass catchers uh, without Daniel Jones, uh, not because I don't think Tyrod Taylor, who's the backup, is capable or incapable. I just don't know which receivers the Giants think are important. I would think all of them because they don't really have <laughs> many. Yep. So um, Tyrod in, is an interesting like option in like super super deep leagues or really deep really deep super flex leagues but like i'm not really gonna go there unless it's i'm desperate uh and then brita he he's an option i think if saquon sits this game um but again it could be risky in in this matchup here uh so maybe you're best just staying away from from the giants altogether uh, unless you absolutely need to but i'm in on the eagles pieces 100 percent uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. I think they're all top two, top three options at their at their respective positions. Uh, yes, that means I have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith both inside my top three for the week. Uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, a clear tight tight end one option. Uh, Miles Sanders, he's the tricky one considering his recent production and the the injury, uh, you know, with the knee injury this week. So it's I'm curious, like, do they rest him? Do they play Kenneth Gainwell? So I think you could go look for other options as opposed to 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 leaning on Miles Sanders this week, just because the production hasn't hasn't really been there where it was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the Giants to cover, but the Eagles to win. Um, pretty much with you on on the Giants side. I don't think there's really anyone you should be rushing to go get uh, or target to, to play in this game. Uh, just too many unknowns. The Giants are locked into the sixth seed, so they really don't have any motivation to win this game. Um, on the Eagles side, though, for sure, Hurts, uh, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, the, the usual suspects uh, of this Eagles pulling op- offense all year. Uh, they should must start. So you got to be in your lineups for sure. Yeah, I mean, you got there is the risk, right? Like, the, the Giants are playing aren't playing their starters, so the Eagles can probably get out to an early lead, and and you know their starters end up sitting. But you you have to just hope that whatever Eagles pieces you have were the ones that contributed to them potentially getting a large lead and, and sitting out the the rest of the rest of the game here. So um, it it's a steady balance, but in, in championship week you need your studs. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on to the next matchup, man. The 
Five and eleven Los Angeles Rams traveling to Seattle to take on the eight and eight Seattle Seahawks. This game has a 41 and a half point total where the Seahawks are six point favorites. This game has playoff implications because, like we talked about on Thursday, the there are three teams fighting for the seven seed. Green Bay, who if they win against Detroit, they're in. Then there's Seattle, who if they win and uh, Green Bay loses, then Seattle's in. And then there's Detroit, who need a loss by Seattle. And then they need to win their game against Green Bay on Sunday night. So we could realistically get word that Detroit is eliminated prior to their game because of what happens in this game. So, uh, again, definite playoff implications here. In terms of the weather, there's some possible thunderstorms. In terms of injuries, there's a few questionable for the Rams. For Seattle, there's a bunch bunch of guys questionable from Kenneth Walker to Tyler Lockett to Travis Homer to DJ Dallas to Noah Fant. Um, you know, some of these guys didn't practice on Thursday. I don't know if that was more like a day off type situation because it was just so many of them, um, but definitely something just continue to monitor going into the week. But Greg, where do you lean on this game here? Uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take uh, the Rams to cover. I'll take Seattle to win. Um on the Seattle side, uh, Geno Smith still, I think, in a borderline QB1 range. Uh, we know the Rams' secondary has been kind of weak, so there'll be opportunities for him. Uh, Kenneth Walker, uh, RB2. Um, and as far as receivers, DK Metcalf is in a, in a great spot here. He's, he's a wide receiver one for me. Uh, and if Tyler Lock is able to go, uh, he's a wide receiver two. Um, on the Seattle, on the, sorry, the Rams side, uh, Cam Akers. Uh, definitely continue to roll. I think you got to continue to play him as a, a low one RB1 right now. Um, and then as far as the receivers, uh, the only one I'm really maybe intrigued in is Van Jefferson in, a, in deep, very deep leagues. Um, Tyler Higby, though, is in, in a good spot here as a, a tight end one. Yeah, I, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Seattle to cover, Seattle to win. Um, you know, on the Rams side, Cam Akers, I agree. I think he's He's worked his way into that RB1, you know, low-end RB1 territory, high-end RB2. Um, Tyler Higby, he's got a fantastic matchup. Uh, you know, obviously we saw the game that he had two weeks ago against Denver. Didn't have quite the game last week. Uh, but, again, the matchup here is great. The, the, the Rams don't have much by way of receiving, tar- receiving options. So I think Tyler Higby uh, could be a tight end one here in this matchup. And then on the Seattle side, Love Kenneth Walker here. I think he's a high-end RB1. Uh, matchup is good, too. And then at wide receiver, uh, Metcalf and Lockett, I think they're both wide receiver twos, obviously having uh wide receiver one upside. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, uh, I it's just going to be a matter of – obviously, both these guys are going to be in your lineups, but I don't I don't know if both go off in a game uh, with this with this kind of game script, potentially. But Yeah, true. Yeah. Um. Let's move on. I mean, obviously, you're going to play them both, but let's move on to this next matchup. We've got the 10 and 6 Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Denver to take on the 4 and 12 Denver Broncos. This game has a 39 and a half point total, where the Denver Broncos are two and a half point home favorites in this one. Uh, in terms of weather, we're okay. In terms of injuries on the Chargers side, they're okay. They're actually getting pieces back, like Derwin James and Joey Bosa. So they're they're in much better shape or getting that way. And then for Denver, 
there's a bunch of guys questionable here. Uh, just one caveat on the playoffs, um, you know, seating and whatnot. Chargers play at 425. The Baltimore Ravens play at 1 o'clock. Uh, depending on what happens at the Ravens game, if the Ravens lose their matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals, the Chargers pretty much, not pretty much, they would in that they would then lock up the number five seed in the AFC. So they either can do that with a win or with a Ravens loss to Cincinnati. So like I said, the Ravens loss to Cincinnati could happen before the Chargers even play. So that could influence if and how much the Chargers starters do play, seeing how they would have been, they would have already locked up the five seed. They'd be playing for nothing. So keep that in mind. Uh, in terms of the game here, I am going to take the over. I will take the Chargers to cover. I will take the Chargers to win. Uh, for Denver, Judy is a wide receiver three. Uh, I think that's all I can go with on the Denver side. Uh, I don't know if I can trust anybody else in championship week uh, against the Chargers. Um, but on the Chargers side, you could find out prior to this game um, whether, you know, yeah, they. I mean, they could find out prior to the game. So it's tough to count on Chargers players. Obviously, I think Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, those are guys that must be in your lineup. But I would have a contingency plan ready and available. But again, I do like the Chargers options in this game if they do have to play. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers to cover and the Chargers to win as well. Um, on the Denver side, uh, pretty much uh, looking at Jerry Judy, definitely a low wide receiver two option. Corlin Sun, more of a wide receiver three. Uh, and Latavius Murray, I think he's, you know, in the running back economy, uh, he's a good matchup here. He's low on RB2. Uh, on the Chargers side, if, if the pieces are going, for sure, you're, you're playing Herbert. You can, Eckler, of course, been the RB1 all year. Uh, and then the two receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, I think, are uh, Keenan Allen being a low on wide receiver one, Mike Williams being a, a strong wide receiver two. So hopefully these, these guys are able to go. You know, always want to see them uh, put up some fantasy points. Yeah, most definitely. And again, this is why we caution not playing week 18 because it's madness. It is madness. Um, let's move on to this next matchup here. And there was some news to come out of this of this game here. Um, there, the 4 and 12 hours on the Cardinals traveling to San Fran and take on the 12 and 4 San Francisco 49ers. This game has a 40 and a half point total where the Niners are 14 point. Uh, 14 point home favorites in this one. Uh, and that's a, that, that's the other thing to take into account is look at these spreads, look at these totals, right? Even pay attention up to kickoff to see what is Vegas thinking because obviously they have information, right? Like the fact that San Fran is 14 point favorites, that kind of implies to me their starters are playing. Uh, the fact that Denver was two and a half point favorites over the Chargers kind of implies to me that they expect the Chargers to potentially, um, you know, sit their starters at some point. Same thing with the Atlanta-Tampa Bay, right? Why is Atlanta four-and-a-half-point favorites against a division champion Tampa Bay team? Well, because Vegas knows Tampa Bay is probably not going to play their starters. So just pay attention to these things, use this information, and react accordingly. But sticking with the San Fran and Arizona game, 
Um, like I said, 40 and a half point total Niners are 14 point home favorites. There is possible rain in this game. Uh, in terms of injuries, we did get a big one on the Arizona side. James Connor is out of this game with a shin and a knee injury. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he obviously didn't play last week. He is well, is his season is done, so he will not play this week as well. So that's two major cogs in the Arizona offense that will not be playing in this game. Uh, they do have a few other guys questionable. On the San Fran side, Brock Purdy, he was limited. Debo Samuel, he was removed from the injury report. Elijah Mitchell, designated to return from injured reserve. Kyle Shanahan said he expects him to be activated prior to week 18. So that, uh, you know, could throw a, a wrench in, in some plans and, uh, you know, for championship week, mainly because Christian McCaffrey, uh, let me see if I can get a practice report uh, for Friday. Christian, Christian McCaffrey has not practiced, did not practice Thursday, did not practice Friday. The, the Niners are playing for seeding potentially uh, if the Eagles lose to the, the Giants backups, the Niners and the Niners win, the Niners would then lock up the one seat. So the Niners want to win this game, but it's pretty fair to assume that the Eagles aren't going to lose their game. Uh, I think Shanahan still wants to play the starters. Heard an interesting point that Brock Purdy does need to play because Brock Purdy needs as many snaps and as much experience going into the playoffs as he can get. But Christian McCaffrey doesn't need any experience. Christian McCaffrey doesn't need any more touches. Christian McCaffrey just needs to be fresh going into uh, a postseason. So uh, I would expect Christian McCaffrey to not play this game. I would expect some contingent of Jordan Mason, Ty Davis-Price, and maybe Elijah Mitchell as they work him back into the, the fold. Uh, that would be my expectation there. But, Greg, I'll kick it to you. Where are you on the game and the fantasy analysis? Yeah, I'm going to take the under. Uh, I'm going to take Arizona to cover, but I'm going to take the Niners to win. Uh, on Arizona's side, um, there's really nothing I want to touch, per se, uh, as far as Trey McBride is probably the only guy I'm looking at. Um, as far as like a uh, tight end, uh, low, borderline tight end one, uh, Hollywood Brown though as well. I can trust him as a, a mid-range wide receiver too. Um, on San Fran's side, um, Brock Purdy, the streaming tight end, he's been all year. That QB 13, 14 range, you, you're playing him as such. If McCaffrey's able to go, you're playing him uh, as well. Um, and then the receivers, uh, Brendan Ayuk uh, in that wide receiver two range. Uh, and George Kittle has been on the tear lately. He's a high and tight end one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, on the, well, okay. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take San Fran to cover. I'm going to take San Fran to win. On the Arizona side, one of these receivers is going to be valuable. Greg Dorch, Marquise Brown, um, they think they're wide receiver threes with some wide receiver two upside. Uh, if I had to put money on it, I would say Dorch mainly because he's the safer PPR option. 
Uh, Trey McBride, I agree, though, has tight end one upside. The matchup here is halfway decent, and um, we obviously saw what he was able to do last week. And, again, no DeAndre Hopkins. There's targets available, negative game script. So there should be some passes here. Um, And then, yeah, I'm not touching the running backs. Uh, Typically, you know, we 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 relish the opportunity to play the the backup to James Conner, but right now I don't really know who it is because uh, Keontae Ingram has been splitting some work with Corey Clement. You know, do they give Ingram run in Week 18 because he's the young guy and they're not playing for much? I, I'm not really sure. So uh, something I would probably stay away from. But on the San Fran side, yeah, if CMC can't go. Um, I guess you have to go to Jordan Mason. I think that would be my immediate, immediate best guess. If CMC doesn't go, he's he's the guy that's been getting the touches behind him. Uh, I don't think they're just going to automatically, uh, you know, supplant. You know, Ty Davis Price was active last week, so uh, you know it's not like he was he wasn't active and now they're going to activate him and play him. So Jordan Mason was active, Ty Davis Price was active, but it was Ty Davis Price playing in the critical moments of that game when Christian McCaffrey, you know, needed a breather. It was Ty Davis price that scored the touchdown to, to bring it to overtime uh, or to tie the game up. So I would lean Ty Davis or not Ty Davis price. I keep saying Ty Ty Davis price, Uh, Jordan Mason. It was Jordan Mason who was doing all those things that I just talked about. So I would lean Jordan Mason. Uh, Ayuk is a wide receiver three Debo Samuel. It's tricky to play him in his first game back. You know, like we talked about the same things that, McCaffrey's facing those are the same things Debo Samuel's facing like do you want to play Debo Samuel in this game not really much to play for uh but I understand there's probably some some want on the Niners side to get him you know some game action so the first time he's playing in the playoffs isn't you know you know five six weeks so I think he's a wide receiver three a high upside wide receiver three in his first game back Kittle is a tight end one uh and yeah, I mean, you could play Brock Purdy for sure. Uh, I think there's, uh, you know, there's there's a few other options though. I think that you you could look to uh, in, in, instead, but uh, definitely not can't go wrong with with Brock Purdy here. Uh, anything else you want to add to this game, Greg? Yeah, man, Brock yeah. Purdy's trying to get that uh, offense rookie of the year. Yo, he can still do it. He definitely could still do it. Um, yeah, I was going to talk about Garrett Wilson, but I'm. The Jets have sucked out any enthusiasm from me. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move on to this next matchup. The 11-4 and four Dallas Cowboys. No, that can't be right. Are they 12-4? and four? They've got uh, Yeah, they'll be 12-4, I think, yeah. The 12-4 and four Dallas Cowboys traveling to Washington to take on the 7-8-1 and one Washington Commanders. This game has a 40.5 point total where the Washington Commanders are seven-point home underdogs in this one. In terms of whether there's possible rain in this game, in terms of injuries, for Dallas, they're mostly okay. For Washington, Antonio Gibson added to the injured reserve with a foot injury. Running back, Brian Robinson out of this game with what I believe is also a foot injury. Washington has a couple of guys out on the offensive and defensive line. Cornerback Benjamin St. Just is also out. 
So looks like Jonathan Williams will be getting the start at running back for the Washington Commanders, as will rookie quarterback Sam Howell getting his first career start and his first NFL uh, regular season action as the the Washington Commanders will not be starting Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke. So, Greg, that being said, I kick it to you. What do you got? I'm going to take the over. Um, I'm going to take Washington to cover, but I'm going to take Dallas to win. Uh, on the Dallas side, Dak Prescott, he's a low on QB1. Um, definitely been playing pretty consistent over the last, you know, since he's been back, really. Uh, getting, a, you know, over close to that 250-yard mark, a uh, couple touchdowns, so he's right around there. Um, the running backs, they're always playing them as well. I think they're uh, strong RB2s with some RB1 upside in this one, uh, Tony Pollard and Zeke. CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver one. Um, Michael Gallup, wide receiver three. Uh, Dalton Schultz, uh, tight end one for sure. On the commander side, uh, I'm really only kind of looking at the Receivers, I mean, Terry McLaurin does have a, a, a good matchup here. Um, don't really know what Sam Howell could do, but, um, you know, rookie quarterback might not have a scout report on him, so he, he could possibly try to uh, pop off, but I'm not touching that. I think I'm only really looking at Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, maybe as wide receiver threes in this one. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of that. Uh, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Dallas, I'm gonna take Dallas Cowboys to cover. I'm going to take Dallas to win. Uh, for the Dallas side, C.D. Lamb, wide receiver one, uh, Pollard and Zeke, RB twos or RB one upside. Dalton Schultz, a tight end one option. Uh, I didn't, yeah, Dak you can play, but he, he he's been so up and down, and like unless the matchup is glaringly like positive and the game script is is good, I I don't really see a need to to, to force him into my lineup. But on the Washington side. Uh, Jonathan Williams, I think, hey, we're going back to the Jonathan Williams well. I mean, what, we went to, we went to this well like two, three years ago uh, when Marlon Mack got hurt and we had to start somebody on Thursday Night Football. So uh, Jonathan Williams, I think, has some RB2 upside. Uh, he's going to get a backfield to himself, should get a decent enough, a decent amount of volume here, um, you know, to be able to get an RB2 finish. Uh, Terry McLaurin, I think, I'm a I agree with you, right? It's tough because you're getting a rookie quarterback, so you don't really know what you're going to get. Uh, you know, Sam Howell, he's going to come in. He's 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 you know he's going to run around. He's going to try to make plays. He's going to play with some moxie. Um, Terry McLaurin, I'm probably going to have him down as a wide receiver two. Uh, Jahan Dotson, a wide receiver three. You know, I think the way I was looking at it is I, my expectation would be that he won't be as and it's crazy to say he won't be as like the the highs and the positives probably won't be as as good as what Taylor Heineke was bringing, but the lows wouldn't won't be as low as what Carson Wentz was bringing. Probably yeah. somewhere somewhere in the middle, um, which is yeah. So Terry wide receiver two, Dotson a wide receiver three. Uh, you 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 could play you could play Howell if you if you want to try to get away with it. They they ran him in the preseason, and I, when I say play him, you could play him in like DFS. Um, they, they tried to, they, they ran him in the preseason, especially around the goal line. That's what he's, that's what he did when he was at the university of North Carolina as well. So, uh, yeah, I think there, there's some intrigue there. Um, but if you're in a dynasty league, you know, just scoop him up. If he's not already on a roster, 
Um, anything else you want to add to this game, Greg? No. All right, let's do it. Um, Sunday night football. The eight and eight Detroit Lions traveling to Green Bay to take on the eight and eight Green Bay Packers. This game has a 49 and a half point total where the Packers are four and a half point favorites at home. In terms of weather, it's going to be cold. Frozen Tundra game. In terms of injuries, Detroit's okay. In terms of injuries for Green Bay, Aaron Jones, he's limited dealing with a knee and an ankle. Christian Watson, he's limited dealing with a hip. Uh, in terms of the game here. So this is interesting because like we talked about, Detroit could find out if they're eliminated before their game even kicks off. So then you would ask, what's their motivation to play if they're eliminated? And I would answer, have you seen Dan Campbell? Yeah, Dan Campbell, man. Dan Campbell not going <laughs> to let this team take one day off. Nah, yo. He's like the Tom Tibbs of football, and he's like, nah, nah they playing. They playing every minute. Um, the other the other aspect of it though that I don't think it's like a it's like a win win situation here for Detroit, right? Like if they if Seattle loses and they win, they're in the playoffs. If Seattle wins and they win, they knock their division rivals, the Green Bay Packers, out of the playoffs. And I don't know what kind of playoff team, what kind of playoff eliminated playoff team you would be, Greg, but I I don't want anybody going. If I can't go, you can't go. So, right. Right. <laughs> so I'm whoever I'm playing getting eliminated. Um, anyway, so that being said, play all your Detroit pieces with no fear. Um, just go all in. Uh, as long as the matchup is a is 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 you know enticing, but I'm gonna take the over here. I'm gonna take Detroit to cover. I will take Green Bay to win i actually kind of want seattle to lose so that like we could watch a like yeah, a sure. playoff game and sunday night football for sure. um but yeah i so i for detroit amon ross st brown he's a high-end wide receiver too again plays in the slot jair alexander is not going to follow in there so i don't think you have much concern there uh Goff, jared Goff, he's in a tough spot uh, but I think he's a QB two for me this week. I mean, Green Bay's their defense has been much improved. They've been much better, not just against uh, the run, but also against the pass as well. DeAndre Swift, I have him down as an RB three. I think this is probably the game and the game script for him. You know, trying to keep up with Green Bay, forty nine and a half point total. Um, you know, going to be used in the passing game, I would imagine. Jamal Williams, he's a touchdown-dependent RB3 for me. Uh, DJ Shark, I think, has some wide receiver three value this week. Uh, on the on the Green Bay side, Aaron Rodgers, I think he's a QB1. Uh, Aaron Jones, a high-end RB2. A.J. Dillon, uh, an RB3, RB4 with some touchdown upside. And then Christian Watson, I think he's the, the wide receiver I would look to target, and he's a wide receiver two for me. Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well, uh, Detroit to cover and, and Green Bay to win uh, on the Detroit side. Uh, golf, I think it's low in QB1, uh, high QB2. Uh, Swift is a strong RB2. Jamal Williams as well, I think, is in that low in RB2 category. Um, the receivers, Amara St. Brown, of course, you're playing him as a wide receiver one. Uh, DJ Shark, 
probably wide receiver three, four range. Um, but on the Green Bay side, Aaron Rodgers in the smash spot here. Aaron Jones, you're playing as a RB1. Uh, A.J. Dillon, I think you can also play as a, a low and RB2. Um, and the receivers, both Christian Watson and Alan Zard, are, are in good spots here. Uh, Watson, I think, is the one to favor, though, for sure. Most definitely. All right, now it's time to get to the money time. Starts of the week. Greg, for the last time in the 2022-2023 NFL season, I need your quarterback start of the week. Yes, sir, man. Kirk Cousins is going to get it done against the Bears. Excellent matchup here. A game Minnesota needs to win uh, as well. They want to win. They want to get a better seeding as well. Uh, try to get that. Uh, they're going to play all their pieces. Kirk Cousins is going against a very weak secondary in Chicago. Um, I think, you know, what he does best is bounce back from bad performances. And what he did last week was pretty bad. So I think he comes back here, gets over 250, gets multiple touchdowns, gets you a win. Yeah, I like this. Uh, definitely like it a lot. Again, you want to look to teams that are playing for something. I don't know if uh, – not sure if Minnesota actually can change their seeding from what I was reading because I actually almost went with Kirk Cousins as my start of the week. Um, but I don't know what they, if they can change much in terms of way of seeding. But I haven't gotten any inclination that they don't intend to play their starters. Uh, I mean, Minnesota is one of those teams that – They need the rhythm. They need they the rhythm. rhythm. They can't. Yeah. They can't yeah. take a week off. So. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, for me, I'm gonna go to the Sunday night football game and your quarterback start of the week. The last two weeks, Greg, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, again, going after these teams that need to win this week. And in the NFC North, there is not a team that controls their own playoff destiny more than the Green Bay Packers. The matchup here is good against Detroit, who who ranks ninth in terms of fantasy points allowed over the last three weeks to the quarterback position. Uh, he's at home. Rodgers will be. And it's Sunday night football, man. He, he gets turned for those games. So he's a locked-in QB1 for me this week. Yeah, for sure. Greg, what do you got at running back start of the week? Going with Najee Harris, going against Cleveland. I think he's uh, coming off his best game of the year, high in carries, season high, oh, second high, season high, 22, uh, 111 yards. That's the season high as well. Um, but he's going against the Browns. Solid matchup. Uh, at Team, you know, Steelers are gonna play their starters. They're playing for pride. They're playing for another great winning season for Mike Tomlin. Uh, do all odds again. Um, so Najee Harris, I think is gonna get it done. Get you close to 20 carries and, and get to that 100 yard mark. Not just a winning season. They're playing for a playoff berth. If yeah, they crazy. if they win and the the Patriots lose and the Dolphins lose, the Steelers are in the playoffs. Which crazy. As a Jets fan. I know there's a lot of talk like, oh, do you lose to, to Miami and let New England in? Or do you beat my or, or do you lose to Miami and let Miami in? Or do you beat Miami and let New England in? And I'm like, why can't we get Steelers to beat Cleveland? We beat Miami and then Buffalo loses to or Buffalo beats New England. And that way, no New England, no Miami. And see us, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin, go get that winning season. Make your way to the make your way to the playoffs. I, I like it, Greg. I'm going with Kenneth Walker the third. Uh, Ken Walker. Uh, Seattle may not control their own their own playoff destiny here, but they do need a win in this game to have a chance. So I expect them to lean on their workhorse running back, who again has a fantastic matchup. Uh, the, the Los Angeles Rams allow the third most PPR points to the running back position over their last three games. 
ride K9 to the chip, man. Yes, sir. Greg, wide receiver start of the week, man. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to go Chris Olave going against Carolina. Uh, Carolina, if they do have a weak spot in their defense, uh, it's that secondary, um, especially um, with their injuries. Um, I think Chris Olave, uh, you know, being coming back, coming back a little more healthy, uh, I think he can get to what he was showing in, in the early season, you know, getting close to 10-plus carries a game. Uh, but I think he's going to be used uh, highly in this game uh, and a team that Saints going to, you know, play all their starters, uh, try to put their best foot forward um, uh, against Carolina. They don't want a divisional matchup, don't want to go out with a loss. Yeah, definitely don't want to go out with a loss there. Uh, I definitely – I like the matchup here, man. I really – I like Andy Dalton as well. I, I can't – like, I don't want to, like, advertise that because it, it seems like a weird, you know, weird thing to – to try to advertise ahead of of uh, week eighteen, but I do I do like Andy Dalton in this matchup, so therefore I like Chris Olave as well. Uh, for me, my wide receiver start of the week staying in the rookie class. No, it's not going to be Garrett Wilson. It will be Drake London against Tampa Bay. Uh, this is for those that need to look under every rock for some fantasy production, and I like London this week, man. He's a high end wide receiver two flex option. Over his last four games, he has a 38% target share, which we know isn't the volume that it is in other offenses, but the matchup here is nice. Tampa Bay allows the fifth most PPR points to the wide receiver position over their last three games, and Tampa Bay also might be sitting key starters in this game, so you can get an opportunity here to get Drake London with a 38% target share, playing against potentially some backups. Let him give you a boost this week in your flex spot or as a wide receiver too. Yeah, man. Rookie receivers for the win this week. Yes, sir. Uh, Greg, what do you got in terms of uh, your tight end start of the week this week? Got to go Dallas Goddard going against the Giants. Uh, you know that Philly's going to start off uh, playing their starters, and Giants, <clears throat> their weak spot of their defense, uh, good defense all year is that tight end position. Been giving up the tight ends all year. TJ Hawkinson lit them up a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think Dallas Goddard uh, is going to do the same here um, and get back on the groove. I mean, the last three games, he's been kind of average, uh, below average as far as his performances, uh, what he was doing early in the season when he was healthy. I think he gets back to to what he is, uh, a high and tight end one. Most definitely. I like that. Um, you're talking about the Giants being bad matchups for the tight end. I'm going to go to a former Giant who's having a career season here, Evan Ingram. Going up against Tennessee, and that's right. I'm going back to the Tennessee well after going there last week with Dalton Schultz. But last time Ingram played against the Tennessee Titans, Greg, week 14, a man had 39. Oh, look that tra- look like Travis Kelsey out there? Yeah, pretty much. 11 for 162 and two, 39 PPR points. He was the not the top tight end. He was the top scorer on the week in week 14. Just last week. The Tennessee Titans allowed almost 25 PPR points to Dalton Schultz in a must-win game here. Again, the matchup still good. Tennessee, uh, crazy because I look at three-week segments. So you you actually take out Evan Ingram's 39-point game. Tennessee drops from like the second-best matchup to the seventh-best matchup. So they're still a top-10 matchup. Uh, Just don't look as good as they did a couple weeks ago. But Evan Ingram's coming back. Uh, expect expect the 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 average to go back up here again. Must win game. I think Evan Ingram's a top four option at the tight end position this week. 
Yeah, man. Knew this was going to happen. The moment he got well, went to another team from the Giants, he knew he was going to go off. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time for the final time this season in what is the rubber match. We got to play some get money. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So everyone that knows get money or everyone that doesn't know is a head-to-head FanDuel contest between Greg and myself. It's a snake-style draft where once a player is selected, they are removed from the player pool. Greg gets the first pick in odd weeks. I get the first pick in even weeks. And, uh, yeah, now it's time to roll. So I get the first pick here. I'll be honest, I did not do any prep for for this like I normally would where I would have – had my skeleton lineup already made. That's um, the best type of lineups. Those are the best type of lineups. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to start with... Uh, man, this is tough. This is tough. Um, I'm going to stay at quarterback. I'm going to go quarterback first. Just give me Josh Allen, 8,800. Love it. Love it. Um, I'm going to take Justin Jefferson, 9,000 uh, wide receiver spot. So maybe yeah. he can get try to get close to that record at least. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, oh, man, this is, this is tough. At running back, I'm going to go Dalvin Cook, 8,000. Love it. Love it. Yeah, go hard or go home. I'm a I'm gonna go Austin Eckler. I've running back to 9,400. Uh, spending the change here. Um, I don't want to spend all my money right away, so I'm trying to see if I can. Uh... All right. Uh, at my second running back, I'm gonna go Kenneth Walker the third, seventy-seven hundred. My running back start of the week. Word. Uh, my second running back, give me Zach Moss, uh, sixty-eight hundred, going against Houston. Um. Hmm. For my first wide receiver, give me Drake London, my wide receiver start of the week. Uh, for my second running back, I'm going to take Rashid Shaid, 5,800. Uh, Your second wide receiver. Second wide receiver, yeah. Uh, give me Stefan Diggs, 8,400, wide Love receiver. Uh, at my third wide receiver, I'm gonna take Terry McLaurin at seven thousand, going against Dallas. I like that. I like that. Um, man. 
Uh, as my third wide receiver, give me Greg Dortch, fifty four hundred. Um, at the tight end position, I'm gonna take Tyler Conklin, fifty one hundred. Going against Miami. Uh, in my flex, give me Jonathan Williams, running back, Washington, 5,000. Uh, at my flex, I'm going to do tight end again. I'm going to go Tyler Higby, 5,600, going against Seattle. Um... At my defense, I'm going to go with – I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos, 3,600. Uh, defense, I'm going to go take your advice. Give me Miami Dolphins, 3,500. At tight end – this is my final pick, I believe. Mm-hmm. At tight end, I'm going with Dalton Schultz, 5,500. And a quarterback, 6,500. 6, sorry, word, word, word. quarterback Kirk Cousins. Give me the stack, 7,700. Quarterback start of the week. Yeah, this is this was interesting because I I wanted to just I wanted to go Justin Jefferson, but I felt like I wanted to lock up either Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts. Um. So yeah, I sacrificed Justin Jefferson for that there. But reading off my roster here at quarterback Josh Allen 8800 uh, going up against New England Dalvin Cook 8000 going up against Chicago Kenneth Walker 7700 going up against Los Angeles Stefan Diggs 8400 going up against New England Drake London my wide receiver start of the week 6500 going up against Tampa Bay Greg Dortch, uh, 5,400, going up against San Francisco. Dalton Schultz, 6,500, going up against Washington. Jonathan Williams, 5,000, going up against Dallas. And then the Denver Broncos defense, 3,600, going up against the L.A. Chargers. For me, I have Kirk Cousins, 7,700, going against Chicago. Zach Moss, 6,800. Austin Eckler, 9,400, going against Denver. Justin Jefferson, the 9,000. Uh, Rashid Shaid, uh, 5,800, the wide receiver two spot. Terry McLaurin, 7,000, going against Dallas. Tyler Conklin, 5,100, the tight end spot. Another tight end, Tyler Higby at my flex position, 5,600. And the Miami Dolphins defense, 3,500. Oh, man. This uh, this is for, the, for all the marbles here. Yes, sir. This is for all of them. There's no more rubber. There's no. There's no more next week or this week or this is it. Yep. Got to win it. Um. So that being said, y'all, this is the the last time we'll do this this year, or uh, this season. Um. So again, we appreciate y'all. Um. Next time you'll hear from us, these next two to three weeks, uh, we'll do the the accountability show. So we'll talk about our our misses, and I don't know, man. I'm going through them. I feel like there's a, there's a bunch I got. 
But I don't know. We'll go back. I'll go back through some old show sheets, take a look, see what I have in terms of hits and what I have in terms of misses. I'm sure Greg will do the same. And we'll come back on here. We'll discuss the misses first. And then the week after, we'll discuss the hits. So be a little bit before we speak. But good luck in your fantasy matchup. Um, enjoy the fans. Enjoy the fantasy playoffs. Enjoy the NFL playoffs. Those are always fun. Uh, but anyways, y'all have a good one. Have some fun playing DFS. We'll talk to you later, and we're out. Peace. We out.